Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we are so lucky to be blessed by the presence of this bodacious babe, Micah Curtis. Welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you. I love the introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. So guys, just tell you a little bit about this babe in front of us. She is um, a credit repair master. She's been an expert in this space for the past seven years. She has helped over 4,000 families in all 50 states. So if you need credit repair, this is totally the girl to go to. So Micah, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're so excited to have you. We're gonna oh my goodness, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Micah, um, you know, first of all, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your career path and what made you passionate about getting into the credit repair industry? That's a really funny question because credit is the last thing. If little me was to say, oh yeah, like I was totally thinking I was going to do that ever since I, no, I never in a million years would have thought that I would have landed in anything credit related. And in fact, so when they, so a recruiter found me. And it's funny because I actually hung up on the guy like four times because I was like, clearly, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I do. I don't really have that good of a credit score. And I don't know why, because I don't have any mispayments or, you know, I don't not pay my bills. And so I had no idea why they were trying to recruit me into this industry. <laughs> so wow. I finally gave the guy some time and I listened to what he had to say and it was you know it was actually my ability to speak so I have a speech communications background mm -hmm. and so he's like no we like you for your sales ability and your ability to speak and I was like okay that makes more sense so long story short though I you know I come in I interview I see the company I see what they do and I was like oh my gosh I was like this is really neat well I really hadn't even wrapped my head around what credit restoration was or what we were capable of doing and falling into this business has been the biggest blessing on the planet because I feel so grateful to be able to change people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And when you find something that you can really stick with, like I always compare this, I say, this is my vocation. This isn't my career. It's like my true calling. Mm -hmm. And it's been such an exciting adventure just because it's one of those things that I've been there. Like I've been that person in a situation where the credit score is not up to par. You have no idea how to approach it. Mm -hmm. It's always something that sits and it looms in the back of your mind. Like, oh my gosh, like, why don't I have a better credit score? Well, I guess I'll never buy a house. I guess I'll never buy a nice car. I guess, you know, so you just have this thought process that you're going to stay stuck. And a lot of people do stay stuck and they don't know who to turn to or who to ask for help. And so trying to build my brand and reach an audience just beyond my backyard has been my, my calling in, uh, essentially. So it's just been such a fun ride 
And so I, I got recruited into, in, into the industry knowing nothing about it. And they gave me the basics. And then from there, I expanded my knowledge by literally finding every little tiny piece of information I could possibly get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And it has just been an absolute blast, um, you know, from, from the get-go, a lot of ups and downs. But my career started by somebody giving me a call saying, hey, we want you to be part of our part of our program and part of our company and me being like, no, I'm good. <laughs> wow. That's so great. I, I really love that story. And it's like, what I really like about you is that you have so much in common with our audience because, you know, you're a woman, you're an entrepreneur, like, you know, cause uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, our, our med spa listeners, you know, they came into the med spa world you know, they took their intro to neurotoxins class, intro to, you know, dermal fillers or whatever, and they didn't know that much, but then, you know, obsessed with education, obsessed with continuing yes. learning, obsessed. And, and I love that about you, that you, you're obsessed with learning. You're obsessed with personal development. And guys, yes. he's also a, a figure competitor. I, I just, I, di- I didn't want to say it, but I have oh, to. Oh my So she knows about discipline and improvement. Oh, my goodness. You're so fun. Oh my gosh. I it's funny. Like I always forget that I did that. And it's like, oh, I, I swear, like I was I was nuts. I don't know how, how I did that and held, you know, my full-time career. And you know what's crazy what? is I was competing while I was still traveling. So I, I'm wow. from Colorado originally. And so I obviously I live on the East Coast now. So mm-hmm. I was stationed in Colorado and I was traveling from state to state to state to state. And I was competing while I was on the road, which I was like, I don't know how I did it. I would land, I would go to the grocery store, pick up all my groceries, meal prep, and then go yeah. to the gym. And then I was just, I was nuts. nuts. Oh my anyway. God. But I mean, <laughs> that's a testament to how you could have helped over 4,000 families in seven years. <laughs> you have to have discipline, you <laughs> know, you really do. Yeah, crazy. But anyway, so, so, you know, another question that, you know, our our listeners want to find out because, you know, not everybody who's listening is a med spa owner. You know, some of you are listening, you know, you guys are thinking about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur. So, you know, Micah, what, what should, you know, a woman do when, when life happens, you know, there's divorce, there's this, there's that, there's so many things that can mess up your credit because you just kind of fall off the bandwagon. So what to do, what should, these ladies do when life happens, you know, what should, you know, um, we do if a collection, you know, hits our credit report. Tell us. More. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, this is one of the biggest topics that I cover and it's so utterly over the top important because it's exactly the opposite of what you would think. So common sense. I always tell people when you think about credit, take common sense and throw it out the window because it does not apply. Wow. So when you have a collection on the credit report, Generally, I mean, of course, you want to call me because I can tell you what the best possible option is going to be long term. But most of the time, you don't want to touch it. You want a company like mine to actually go in and remove it. There's laws that protect consumers. And that's my job is to uphold those laws to the very, very umpteenth degree. But Mm -hmm. I generally want you to leave it alone and call myself because if you pay it, right, the problem is, is that it's not going to go away. What it's going to do is it's going to update what's called the DLA, the date of last activity. So it looks new on the Mm -hmm. credit report. So essentially now you have a satisfied collection with a $0 balance that has just dropped your score. And Mm -hmm. now it stays another seven years. 
from data oh. satisfaction. It's the worst mistake and most frustrating mistake that I see clients make on a day-to-day -day basis. Wow. And I am dealing with the aftermath where people are like, I was trying to fix my credit. And I'm like, well, who did you use? They're like, well, I just did it myself. Mm. And it's like, well, don't do that. And you wouldn't try to fix your car by yourself, would you? Mm -hmm. and like, no, well, it's the same thing with credit, you know? Yeah. So I just let people know, I'm like, listen, there's experts out there for a reason. Of course, you have to be very, very careful who you do go to. But at the end of the day, that's why we're talking because I want yes. them to know they have a reliable resource. So Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, you know, so basically if someone has something on their, on their credit report that's popped up, you know, they shouldn't touch it. They should contact you first. hundred percent. Absolutely. You bet. That's awesome. And, and so, you know, another thing, you know, um, some, some younger people may not know is, you know, how can a person find their credit score? Where do they go? And when, you know, someone's trying to get a new house or, or you know, um, get a bill by a building for their business or whatever, how can they find their credit score? And what are these places typically looking for? What do they look at? Absolutely. And I, I think this is probably one of the most confusing topics that I cover, especially because I deal with so many brokers and loan originators in the mortgage industry. And when people are trying to buy a home, they're using what's easily accessible and what's most commonly talked about. And so there's a lot more information on credit these days than what used to even be like five years ago. You know, for instance, like Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, these places are constantly um, advertising their services. And mm -hmm. so people have access to these free apps and things of that nature where it's populating a credit score. And the problem is, is people haven't necessarily been educated on that this, this score they're seeing is not going to be a score that lenders use. And so I just completely skip over all of the crazy explanations because it's just, it's a lot to absorb. Um, yeah. But if you ever want to see the correct scores, I always recommend my clients just go to myfico.com. So it's myfico.com. The reason I love them so much is because they give you access to over 20 something algorithms. Whereas mm. if you go to freecreditreport.com or Credit Karma, listen, it's not a FICO scoring model, right? It's actually what we call a vantage model. So like if you're going there and you're trying to get a mortgage, the scores you see on Credit Karma, generally speaking, are 40 to 60 points higher than what a loan originator will pull because simply it's a different algorithm, different wow. algorithm, different industry. So you technically have 51 FICO scores out there. Then you've got the Vantage models used by like the FreeCreditWorks.com, Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, right, where it's a completely different algorithm altogether. So mm -hmm. there's so much confusion around which credit score is my credit score. So I just let clients know whoever pulls your credit score, that's your score with them. So mm -hmm. if your mortgage guy pulls one score, don't think that he dropped your score like this insurmountable, you know, chunk of points. It's simply that that's actually your score in the mortgage industry. And the mortgage industry is much more strict than, let's say, you know, the credit card industry mm -hmm. or the auto industry because it's a giant lump sum. It's probably going to yeah. be the biggest loan that most of us achieve in our lifetime or obtain, I should say. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, and, and something that's interesting about that, you know, I've, I've talked to over 100 med spot owners from around the country and, you know, they and, and, and quite a few of them are like, you know, my goal is to own my building. You know, yeah, and yeah, and, ooh, you got to have some credit for that, honey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, exactly. you want to buy a building, you better be in tip-top shape. I deal with a lot of investors, and that's yeah. definitely something they're constantly, you know, buying buildings and properties. And yeah, that's a big deal. It's a it's big deal. And you yeah. do not want to overpay on that. You definitely don't. Like one of my best friends, um, he's a, a a big real estate investor, and he and you know, he's like going to get loans for things that are like eight million, nine million, but his credit score is right near eight hundred. Yep. Like he's basically perfect credit score. You have to learn how to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, I mean, a lot of times they won't even look at you. You know what I mean? If you're not perfect. So, and yeah, exactly. you'll be overpaying by just a monstrous amount of money. You would make your head spin. You'd be like, what in the world? It's crazy. It's wild. Cause like, you know, mm-hmm. even, you know, for some of my clients, you know, you just for debt reduction, when you just look at the interest rates and you just show them, this is something that you do, but when you show them just, just because of the interest rate you're paying right now, whoa, if you don't yeah. pay this off soon, you are spending like an exorbitant amount of money in interest charges by just keeping this revolving credit going on. And it's it's yeah. like, ooh, it's kind of puke worthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's awful. It really is. And that's actually, so myfico.com, if you ever check it out, and clients yeah. check it out. They have a mortgage calculator. It's free, but it will show you the difference in interest that you'll pay over a 30-year fixed loan from like, let's say you have a 580 to a 740. I mean, it's like $500,000 depending on the size of the loan that you'll pay in interest, like more. It's, I mean, obviously depending on the size of the loan, but I mean, it's sickening how much money you pay in interest. And people, just because they're not sitting there doing the calculations, they don't realize it, you know? But until someone shows them on paper, like, hi, you know, you could be saving this much per month if you were just to fix your credit score. And then they're like, oh, oh, wow. you know, but wow. a lot of us just don't look at it. So we're just like, oh, well, you know, right. Innocence is bliss, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so interesting you say that. And, you know, I want to ask you um, um, a question, like, you know, for women, especially, you know, women attend, I find across the board, even if they're business owners tend to try and you know, abdicate their financial responsibility to other people. So what would you say to female business owners, females in general that are listening, who just think they should just outsource everything and and not really have their finger on the pulse? I honestly, that is such a, it's a scary situation. I honestly don't love when people outsource the responsibility of paying their bills to somebody else because of how much havoc I've seen it wreak on people's credit scores. And Mm -hmm. so to some degree, I get that there's people out there that are so busy that they can't possibly manage everything like their finances, but to some degree or another, I mean, I think it's really important that whoever you do have, you know, watching your finances, you know, I would say a good CPA, you should definitely have in your back pocket, because I do have a lot of CPAs who do help their clients manage their bills. And they're usually very meticulous or good at being meticulous, but human error is human error, you know, people make mistakes. So it's just one of those things where it's like, even if you do have somebody managing your your finances for you, and Mm -hmm. I assume you're talking about credit, like paying bills, I just want to make sure I understand the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, You really want to be careful who you have paying your bills for you. Just make sure it's someone that fully understands credit, that fully understands finances, because, you know, if they don't, one missed payment can cause an absolute catastrophe. So the statistic I gave this morning, if you have a true 850 on your on your credit score, which is a perfect credit score, very mm-hmm. difficult, very unnecessary, and you have one 30-day late on a credit card, your score drops 175 wow. points. 
and it will take you a full six and a half years to get back to your 850. So wow. you want to make sure your CPA understands the magnitude and the importance of paying bills. So, I mean, I would just do my due diligence and make sure like, hey, listen, Mr. and Ms. CPA, you know, are you well-versed in credit? Do you understand how it works? Do you understand the system? You, you know, just make sure you really trust this person because you really are putting your, um, your well-being in somebody else's hands. And for me personally, that's something that I would take time out of my day just to make sure my base, my bills were paid. You know, all you gotta do is check twice a month. You know, I would yeah. just I would do simply just check twice a month. Hopefully that answered your question. I don't know if yeah, I well, Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, it's fine. Because it's just like, just like this woman taking responsibility just, just in general. So that's definitely 100%, you know, something that's so important because, you know, some of the women that I work with do kind of have their bookkeepers or CPAs just kind of take care of everything, you know, with yeah. their business credit or whatever. And, you know, and it's, it's super important. And then just like saying, okay, I want to understand, because I always even tell my clients, it's like, you don't need to know everything, but know enough to be dangerous. Exactly, exactly. And know enough to know that you're not also suffering, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. yes, exactly. So, you know, the next question that I want to ask you is like, you know, what is, you know, you, you talked about, you know, uh, things coming on your credit, you know, seven years, a hundred score drop, like, woo, that's scary. So what is the fastest way in your expert opinion to, to boost your credit score? And, and what have you seen that people, what are some major misconceptions that you think people have when it comes to balances on their credit cards and payment dates and all that? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely one of the fastest ways to boost credit, and this is for, I'd say like 95% of the people that I talk to, there is a very small percentage of people that gets this correct. Like my fiance, for instance, <laughs> like two months into our relationship, he's like, he printed out his credit report. He's like, is this good? I was like, 840? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yes, honey. That's why you got the ring on it. You're like, I can stay That's here. Right. I can stay here. Hey. Justin for each other. <laughs> but <laughs> so <laughs> one of the best things that you can do, though, is manage your credit cards properly. People don't realize, and I actually have my pie chart here, but, but credit cards, right? Revolving store cards, credit cards, lines of credit. It represents 30% of your credit score. So mm. a lot of people are doing this wrong. And so mm. when I talk about revolving credit, like the, the store cards, the credit cards, the lines of credit, mm. I let people know and I show them this pie chart and I help them understand their value. And I say, listen, your credit cards are here. Your mortgages, your car loans, your personal loans, your student loans, that's 10% of your credit score. That's right mm. here. You're going to pay that off someday and it's gonna close and it's no longer gonna calculate. It's no longer gonna help you. In fact, when you pay off a car loan, your score drops a little bit. Mm. So that's why I always tell people, focus on your credit cards. It's the most important thing. And it's super easy to manage when you understand the principles. Mm -hmm. So the first principle I always talk about is there's no bias towards wealth and the algorithms. Mm. What the heck does that mean? It means that every credit card you have is equal in weight. So your $10,000 mm. limit credit card is equal to your $500 limit credit card. They're equal. Oh, wow. It's wow. wacky. So when people wow. are maxed out on large limit credit cards, they're always focused on just chipping away at the larger balanced credit cards. When in actuality, I'm like, listen, you have all these small ones maxed out. Let's focus on those first and let's get all the points possible out of those. So like, to make it simple, if you've got two credit cards of 500 and 10,000 maxed out, right? Mm -hmm. It's 15%, 15%. So pay off the 500, get the full 15%. 
And then later when you have liquidity, then you put it towards the larger credit card because again, mm. they're both equal. So oh, wow. it's a big deal. It's a really yeah. big deal. But the to take it even a step further, so, and I would say my top most productive, most successful clientele are getting this wrong. My doctors, my attorneys, my really successful investors, they're all getting this wrong. So I'll look at a credit report and I'm like, okay, let's lower some balances because you were reported at a really, really high balance. Let's say, let's say you have two chase cards. Your two chase cards are actually reported at 90% utilization. At 90% utilization, you don't get points really out of those cards at all. So what it is, is they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, I paid my cards down to zero. Like they have no balances. Look, and they'll show me their report and they'll show me their balances. And I'm like, the Mm. problem is, is they don't report you when you pay your credit card down, Mm. you're reported on your reporting date. So every credit card has its own reporting date. It's usually two weeks before the due date. And most Mm. people are paying by the due date not the reporting date. So the problem is, is they've already been reported to the credit bureaus before they've even been sent the bill. And so, right? I know, I know. And this is why so many people are losing out on so many points because they don't understand that they should have just paid their credit card a little bit earlier. So your reporting Mm -hmm. date is more important than your due date. Because again, your credit card only reports one day a month. So you have to know what day that is. And it's generally, again, two weeks before your due date. So knowing that is super important. And on that day, you want to be as close to 10% utilization Mm -hmm. of whatever your limit is. So if you have a $10,000 limit, you want to be at a thousand bucks. So it's just one of those things. People are misusing credit cards. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing is, is it resets every month. So it's not like Mm -hmm. a collection or a late payment where it takes seven years next month you have an opportunity to do it correctly wow so. that's really amazing i specialize and credit is not something that i specialize in and, and that's why having you know people in my corner like micah because you guys know who work with me i have attorneys in my corner i have cpas in my corner but like having someone like micah in my corner um <laughs> that's another secret, secret weapon <laughs> It's a big deal. It's honestly, I I make the joke, but I'm dead serious. I'm like, I wish I had met me when I was 25 years old. I would have, I would have given anything to have met me when I was 25. I would have given anything. I was so, so frustrated because I was just like, I guess I'm never, like I had a couple of like erroneous medical things in my report. Yeah. I didn't know what to do about it. I was like, well, there you go. Crappy credit score. And I don't know why. <laughs> oh my God. That's so crazy. That's so yeah. wild. And you know, um, so payments journal, um, and this stat is, um, you know, it's not the newest stat, but it's like 2018 or whatever, but they said that, uh, 46% of small business owners use personal credit cards for business purchases. So, you know, for, especially for our med spa owners, cause you know, I know a lot of people that co-mingle and things like that. What's your advice on the co-mingling of personal and business credit? So as far as business and personal, so I think you're probably going to have a small leg up on me when it comes to business credit, because I have not fully fully um studied business credit to mm-hmm. be a true like master at it and so as far as the two are considered so i mean personal credit is absolutely necessary to have good business credit and you yes. should absolutely 100% separate the two you mm-hmm. don't want to be leveraging your personal assets 
against your business because God forbid something happens. You do not want to be personally liable for things that are happening in your business. It's just yes. not good business. It's just not. Yes. And so, and again, I think something you and I even discussed too, listen, your business credit, generally speaking, you're going to have three times the limits in your business credit than you are your personal. So yeah. use it, take advantage of it. You know, mm -hmm. don't put your personal assets at risk or your even personal credit score. Because as we just learned, you max out your credit cards, right? Your personal mm -hmm. credit score is going to stink. You want to refinance yeah. your house and you're maxing out on your credit cards because you use all your personal credit for your business. Good Oof. luck. And I see it all the time. Oof. Wow. That's, and that's a scary one. And, and, and so for you business owners listening, you know, definitely if you haven't established business credit yet, you know, if you need a path to it, I mean, you should, you should speak to somebody if you need a path to understanding and getting business credit, because, you know, I, I my philosophy and Micah, we were talking about this earlier. It's just like your business is another person. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, you should have proper things set up for your business. All this is like, it's a separate person. You should, yes. you should have an emergency fund for your business an emergency fund for yes. yourself, completely different things. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Absolutely. so wild. It's yeah. so wild. And then, you know, even with that too, you know, um, you know, we talked about credit capacity and, and you talked about that, but you know, insurance rates, you know, property and casualty, you know, what we have, we have, well, we, we have our home, we have what else? We have our home insurance. What else do we have? We have auto, uh, auto or, or renters or whatever. So how does having a good business credit score or bad credit business credit score affect those insurance rates. Absolutely. So I mean, insurance is one of those things. So you get an insurance score. So when they're calculating what you're going to be paying every single month, mm -hmm. your insurance score is going to be derived from things like credit score. So wow. credit score is going is going to either raise your rate or lower your rate. People don't realize. Wow. So a really funny thing and that I learned over years and years of studying is that truly, so the algorithms are designed to be able to predict what someone is going to be more, more or less capable of in the future, right? So mm -hmm. they say that if you have a bad credit score, that you're more likely to hit some little old lady walking across the street while driving your car because yeah. you have bad credit. And so they'll charge you $100 more a month for your insurance versus if you have good credit. But if you ever notice, and you actually see the types of people that are out there driving like maniacs, right? And let's say you know somebody, they usually have pretty bad credit. Oh <laughs> they my got God. Lose, right? I'm sad. <laughs> you heard that, y'all? If you have a bad driving history, you probably got bad credit. Probably got bad credit up in these streets, okay? It's true. It's okay. true. And it's so true how weirdly enough, the two things actually do go hand in hand. It's funny wow. how that, like you see people who are responsible, you mm -hmm. know, generally speaking, they even drive that way too. That's so funny. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, cause like paying your bills on time and, and being knowledgeable about it. I mean, it's, it is essentially a character thing. How odd is it is that? a character thing. It is a How character thing. 
Yeah, and it's not to say it's all encompassing, but generally speaking, you know, when you've taken the time to educate yourself and become better, generally speaking, it's in other, it's very easily seen in other areas of your life as well. So you generally exactly. speaking, you try to adhere to the laws. Exactly. And guys, you know, keep in mind, you know, of course, you know, COVID happened and people yes. lost jobs, businesses went down, you know, we know divorce happens. I was there, you know, we know yes. divorce happens. We know little things in life can happen, but you yes. Know, those things won't affect someone to have a bad credit score for five, six, seven, eight years. It'll be a blip, but you know, most people when they're self-improving, they get right back on it over time. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, we're not here to judge anyone. We're here to say, hey, listen, like we understand life happens and life does happen. But generally those people who are habitual offenders and really have no interest in rectifying maybe past mistakes, or even becoming current, you know, you can kind of see it affects every area of their life outside of it. That's why there's programs like mine to get people who are like, listen, life happened, let's get back on track. And that's why we're like, all right, second and third shot it is because everyone deserves that. Yeah, everyone deserves a second chance. And and that's what I love about, you know, um, credit or life or planning or whatever. Even if we don't know something, we can always improve it and we can always get better. Yes. Isn't that great? That's what I love. Oh, my God. So, (laughs) you know, um, I I just want to ask you, since you're just, you know, that's kind of the last question we're going to leave it on. But, you know, I want to ask you because you're such a disciplined, focused person. And I I really respect you a lot. Just our audience, you know, (laughs) like our business owner people are listening. Just tell them a little bit about discipline and motivation and what your philosophy on those things are and what advice you would give to someone who's looking to start their own business and making sure that they kind of keep those attributes or develop those attributes in themselves. Wow. That is a super powerful question. And I think this is something that my fiance and I, this is another reason why we are together. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, we constantly speak about delayed gratification. Yeah. delayed gratification, what I want now versus what I really, really want in the future. So delayed gratification that can be applied to all areas of life. So mm-hmm. this applies to spending habits, right? We should not be spending on things that are unnecessary in order to put money away for things that are much more important, much more important. You know, obviously you talk about that every single day. And mm-hmm. so financial future, um, the body, right? Like it, it feels so good to have, and I'm not saying to not have balance. You have to have balance in your life, but to sit there and eat something just because it makes you feel good temporarily, long-term, you're not going to see the results that you want physically. Um, the work that you put in today in your business, you know, whether it's five years, six years, like I always joke, but I'm like, wow, like, you know, I'm an overnight success, you know, eight years later, you know, yeah. people are always like, oh my God, your body's so incredible. I'm like, I've been working at this 36 years. I'm finally in a place where it's like kind of coming to its own, you know, like, and I just believe so much in delayed gratification and it builds character. When you do the right things day in and day out and you overcome daily obstacles, Mm -hmm. it actually builds character and self-esteem. So when you, I know it's something small, but like, let's say there's a piece of cake in front of you and you walk away from it and said, not today, it's not my cheat day. You actually build a sense of self-esteem because you did the right thing. 
And so I think long-term, you know, we should all practice delayed gratification because that's how we get to the big, big, big stuff. You know, the big stuff doesn't come until, you know, we've essentially like practiced delayed gratification for a very, very long time. So I think it's just, I think it's of the utmost of importance. And I'm sure you probably talk about it all the time, but you know, I, I can't imagine my life without it. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Micah, thank you so much. This has been so great. Just having you share your expertise with us. Like, I love it. And, you know, um, everyone wants to know, because everyone, you better go follow her now. Um, (laughs) You know, tell us, how can we find you on Instagram? Oh, my gosh. So I am fit credit doctor. So D-O-C-T-O-R. So not abbreviated, fully spelled out. So fit credit doctor. And so that's me. Um, I'm, I'm not private. I'm public. So please do check me out and DM me if you have questions on anything. I'd love to work with you. Uh, My consultations are always free. I'm not going to charge you for advice. So that's awesome. And everyone, um, her information will be in the show notes and everything. Um, So again, Micah, thank you so much. This has been the bomb. You're the bomb. (laughs) Your energy is amazing. Oh Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful to have met you. It's so cool. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. You too, girl. All right. All right, girl. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.